It has been quite some time since you've heard my voice in a podcast form, but it is I, the Salonium, back again with another Bad RNG podcast. But this one's a little bit different because I am currently alone. Alex is not here. Pat is not here. It's just me. Just me. But I wanted to get something out there. It has been so long since we've done a podcast. It's been so long since we did anything like, you know, the Patreon money came in. We made our money. And then nobody was like, what are we supposed to do? As long as the Patreon money's there, we have to go away. But now it's gone. You know, with everything going on in the world, I guess people couldn't afford to pay the Patreon anymore. So I guess I will be the bastion and come in and annoy your ears with my voice another episode of the bad rng podcast so in reality let's let's kind of get it out of the way i want to talk about it a little bit and kind of explain everything that's going on since the last episode that came out which honestly wasn't a true episode but it was kind of a concept and it's something that we'll talk about more as we go through the podcast more today but it The last actual episode we did was in August of 2020. Like, that's almost a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago was the last episode of this thing. God damn, it's been quite some time since we had an episode of this come out. And a lot of things have happened in the basically, like, if you go even to the episode before that, which was December of 2019, so two years ago, A lot of stuff has happened in that two-year period of time for all three of us, and I think the world, for that matter. I mean, with COVID-19 and everything and all the various variants and everything, it was a lot that was going on in the world, and it made it really difficult for people to be able to do what they wanted to do. And all three of us had really big steps that were going on in our lives in these past two years, three years that have happened that I'll kind of try to give you the long and short of it. But basically, all three of us moved. If this has not been discussed on a previous podcast, it's been so long that I don't remember, to be honest with you. I don't remember how long it has been and, and what was discussed on those podcasts. So, For example, in the one that happened in August of 2020, I had, I believe I had just moved into my new home where I currently am. The new Salonium, which you may have seen on my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash the Salonium cheap plug, baby. But basically, all three of us moved. So we moved into new places and with that comes a lot of your time. A lot of your time is dedicated to that on top of having day jobs. So between all of that, that kind of ate up a lot of our time. I mean, I wasn't even streaming. As some of you may know, if you are people who come to the streams, you'll know that I wasn't streaming for quite some time. I'm starting to get a bit more into it again, which I've been really enjoying and really happy that I've been able to get that back into my life. Maybe not as frequently as I'd like to. But it is happening, and I think that is overall a positive. But basically, when I moved into the new place, I had so much to do. So much to do. Because if anybody knows me, and I'll kind of explain it here, 
I am in the world of construction. That is my day job. I am a tile contractor, but I do a little bit of everything. You know, I do electrical work. I do carpentry. You know, I, I can put up drywall, light fixtures, whatever. I could do some plumbing. So I've always worked on our homes. Like our previous home, I put a lot of work into in the 11 years that we lived there. I basically renovated it from top to bottom before we left. Even the outside of the house, I put like a patio and some area and I put a garden in the back for my wife. It was a lot of stuff, but it was really cool. Like it makes it your own, obviously. Like it makes it feel like it's yours. It's not this house that you moved into. It's your home now. And that's kind of how my mentality always was. <clears throat> so we move in here and there was a lot of work that immediately caught my attention that I'm like, I need to do these things. It one of the things that we did almost immediately is we loved our fridge at our old house. So we wanted to buy basically the same fridge again and move it into the new house. So we go, we buy it. It's going to get delivered after a couple of days, which it was longer than that because of COVID and everything. But as I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the dimensions online and I'm like, oh, God, it's not going to fit in the kitchen because we just had a little doorway. And this doorway was not going to fit this refrigerator. So I'm like, I got to tear this whole wall down. I got to tear the whole wall down. We've only been in this house for maybe like two days. And my wife is looking at me like I have three heads, which is not that uncommon because this happens a lot. And I just said to her, I'm like, I got to tear down this wall. It has to go. There's nothing I can do about this. This has to happen. Like, we're not going to get this refrigerator into the kitchen if I do not tear down this wall. I am essentially Ronald Reagan in this moment, and the wall is Gorbachev. We're tearing it down. It's got to come down. So <laughs> that's what happened. I mean, I went through, tore the wall down. It wasn't a load-bearing wall. I already know how to check that type of stuff. There wasn't really any electric in it. There was one outlet, but I could move that. So I was like, all right, got to tear this wall out. So I tear the wall out, which... Actually, I wanted to kind of do anyway because I wanted more of an open layout and having that wall open to the dining room makes it just so much nicer to live with. So the wall came down and I got, you know, I did everything. I redid the floor inside the kitchen because now there was a space there that wasn't there before. So I had to redo the floor. Now, delivery day comes and it was quite quite funny because we get there or they get to my home and they want to bring the refrigerator into the front door and they were having a hard time because the refrigerator was slightly larger than 36 inches just a tad bit over 36 inches which was the size of my front door so it wasn't going to fit and that was with the door that was if they took the handles off of the fridge but one of the selling points of this house one of the things that I fell in love with like as soon as I moved like as soon as I looked at the house not as soon as I moved in but as soon as I looked at the houses right off of the dining room there is a set of sliding doors like sliding glass doors so you could see out onto the property and in this door there it's it's an eight foot door like it's two four foot doors which I've seen, you know, a bunch of glass doors in the past in houses, but they're usually maybe 36 or 48 inches. They're not 
they're not eight feet. You know what I mean? They're not that big. So I actually said to the guys, I'm like, actually, we could probably bring it in without having to take it apart at all because they didn't want to take it apart because if something goes wrong, then it falls on them. And, you know, that's a whole, whole big deal. So I was like, if we take it to the back door, it'll fit because the back door is bigger than the refrigerator, even with the door handles on. So they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do this thing. So sure enough, we bring it around the back. We bring it in the house. No problems. It was great. And then I, in that moment, that was when like, I really started falling in love with this house almost immediately. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to be so easy to get furniture in this house. Like I'm not used to this. Now this is a rancher, which means I just have the top floor and then there's a basement. So, but the nice part about this house in particular is we have a walkout basement. So you can, there's a door that goes right out. Um, so basically if we have anything, you could take it. The stairwell is not that big. It's, it's, it's probably smaller than the walkout entrance. So in some ways it makes sense to actually, if you have something in the basement, take it outside, bring it all the way around and then bring it up rather than try to bring it up the staircase. So it's actually kind of nice though. One of the things that I did tell my wife, and again, she gave me the same look we've talked about, looked at me like I have three heads. I told her at some point in time, I want to replace the door down here with a 42 inch door. Now they're very uncommon and it takes a while to get them, but a 42 inch door basically confirms that there is nothing I that I can't get into this house on either floor. Like that 42 inch door, that'll get any piece of furniture in no problem. A 48 inch door will get anything into the house. No problem. I don't have to worry about anything. It'll be easy, you know? So we go through that whole ordeal and we start getting into the swing of things. And as my wife knows, I start putting the list together. Okay. These are the things I need to do in year one of living in this house. And I had a pretty big list um, from replacing the floors on the first floor because they were old floors from when the house was built and they were pretty beat up. This house was a rental property before we bought it. Um, some of the renters had dogs and stuff like that. So they were pretty banged up when we got here. So I was like, all right, we need to replace the floors. The other thing was replacing the floors in the bedrooms. Now, this is a contested topic. I'd love to hear what you guys think. You know, hit me up on Twitter at the Salonium if you'd like. Because it's where do you feel, where do you sit on the carpets in the bedroom debate? Now, me personally, I kind of like carpets in the bedroom. It makes it feel a little bit more uh, cozy, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. Maybe a little bit more warm. I do live in the Northeast, so that's a whole thing. Like during the wintertime, it's kind of nice to like be able to walk in there in your bare feet and just feel the rug and it's a little bit warmer than if you were walking on like a carpet or tile or whatever. So I'm kind of on that boat. Where you're at, let me know. Let me know. But we replaced the carpets or we put carpets in all the bedrooms because they just had the same floor. I had to do all the painting on the first floor. So we did all the painting, did the living room, dining room, kitchen. You know, the, the bedrooms, the only room 
that has had nothing done to it so far on the first floor of this house is the bathroom, which is shocking to a lot of people. I mean, I'm a tile contractor. You would think that's the first thing I would do. But I'll be able to kind of explain why that is as this podcast goes on. So basically, I get down the basement and the basement of this house is really nice if you look at it with your eyes like squinted because it was just a tiny little finished room that was really banged up. Then you had a garage right beside it, like a an attached garage, which was useless to me because the garage was too small for my, my truck to fit in. It was only like six feet tall, the, the doorway, and my truck would never fit. So I was like, this is useless. Like I should just like take out the wall between the finished room and the garage and make it one big room. Like that would make sense. I could take out the garage door, put some windows in there. It'd be really nice. Like it'd be a nice big room. So that gets put on the list. Get that, write it down, put it down. We need, we need that. We need that. We need that. And my wife's looking at me like, oh my God, here he goes. Here he goes. He's getting into his, he's getting into his craziness. And then behind those two rooms is where the, I guess you could call it the utility room was. It was a huge room, huge room, um, like 20 feet long by like 25 feet wide, a huge room. And in this room, it was a concrete floor. It had your water heater, which the water heater in this house was huge. It was huge. It was it like completely unnecessary for just two people. We had enough water. If we needed hot water, we'd be able to run it for like what seems like days between the two of us. So, you know, I was like, we got to replace the water heater. It was also old. So I was like, we should replace the water heater. I want to get something that's more energy efficient. Um, so we were, we were like, all right, that's fine. But the house had oil heat. It was oil heat and there was no air conditioning on, on the basement floor. There was forced air air conditioning upstairs, uh, like ductwork. That's all in the attic, but there was nothing in the basement. So I'm like, the basement's usually where I'm at. That's where I put my computer. That's where I have my stuff. So I'm like, we need to get heating. I think we should replace the heating because oil heat's really expensive. Plus the radiators are awful and all that. So I'm like, we gotta, we gotta do all this. We gotta get rid of, uh, all this stuff and kind of improve it. So we were like, all right, what if we did mini splits, which are like those units you see hanging in the walls and like the computer rooms and schools and stuff like that. That's a mini split. It could do heating and cooling. And they just hang on the, on the wall. They're forced air. Same as the vent systems. It's just that there's no vents. It's directly from inside or outside or whatever from inside to outside. So I was like, we could do that down in the basement. That way we can replace the unit upstairs, put heat on it. That way we could cut out all of the, all of the radiators. We can also sit down and remove the radiators in the finished room downstairs and put the forced air mini split. But 
I was like, one mini split's not going to be big enough to do this whole basement because especially if I open up this wall and make this one big room, that's a big, it's a, it's a big room. It's like 500 square feet almost. So that's way too big of a room for one mini split. Plus if you take the back room as well, that's another close to 500 square feet. So it's like, that's way too much space for one unit to, to, to heat and cool. So um, and I know, look, look, I know this might be kind of boring to some of you and you might have already tuned out, but if you didn't tune out, like this is what I do for a living and bad RG podcast doesn't have to always be about games. That's part of what this podcast is about now. It's about whatever we want it to be about. We can talk about anything. If I want to talk about COVID, I will. If I want to talk about, you know, video games, I will. If I want to talk about sports why not if i want to talk about wrestling we talked about wrestling belts on the speed cast whatever we want to talk about it could be about anything so i'm talking about my house if you've got a problem with that listen to the whole thing and then tune out because i need your i need your listening i need i need those numbers so please do that but anyway so in that back room, I'm like, this back room's way too big. Like, it has an oil, it has, like, the oil container. I'm like, that's going to be gone once we replace the heating and air conditioning. This giant water heater we can move because it's, like, in the center of this giant room and we'll move it over closer to where the, like, washer and dryer are. That way we can make it a smaller space. We can just make, like, a utility room or a storage slash utility room. So I'm like, okay, well, I still have this other, like, quarter of the basement. I'm like, you know what? I'm finally going to do what I wanted to do in the last house, which was have a music room. Like, I love music for anybody who doesn't know this already. I'm a huge music fan. I love listening to all different types of music. I play music. Like, I've just always been, like, enthralled by music. So I was like, I could finally build myself the music room I want. Have a drum set, have like a keyboard, have my basses and my guitars, have like a little couch, maybe like a little recording setup if I if I could fit it. Like put all that in there, and I'll make sure like I soundproof it as best as possible. That way I could play at any hour of the day, whenever I want. Like fuck my neighbors because. I'm trying to be courteous to them, so I'm going to make my room really quiet so I can play at night and still feel like I'm saying, fuck my neighbors, even though I really like my neighbors. They're great people. They're wonderful people. They are everything you could ever ask for, but I wanted to make that happen as the last quarter of the room. So that was the first project. I'm like, all right, let's get that music room done because there's a lot of, all my instruments are in storage and we're paying for this storage space. I want to get it out of there. I want to get it put away. So the first project was, let's get that music room done. Then after the music room, we could get the heating and air conditioning done. Because once that room's done, I could put a heating unit in there. And then I could put a heating unit in the main room where the big room was going to be. And make sure it will compensate for when the wall gets torn down and everything. I could do that. That's easy enough. So that's the plan. So we get to it. And there's a lot that goes into building rooms like that. A lot of jargon that you don't need to know about. Basically had to build two walls for each. It, it's basically a room within a room. You build a wall and you 
insulate it and you close it off and then you leave some airspace and then you build another wall after that so that the sound has a really hard time traveling through that much space. And then I had to do stuff to the ceiling to kind of seal that off from the first floor because in my previous house, I had a second floor. So you had an entire eight foot span of space to kind of alleviate noise when you're talking about from one floor to the next. So I had to really think about how I was doing my ceiling, figured that out. All of it took a lot of time and took far more money than I expected it to. Like the beauty of being a contractor is that the cost is a lot lower because a good portion of what you're paying for is labor. So if you could do it yourself, you're saving yourself a lot of money. But when you're buying specialty equipment, like specific pieces of drywall or specific stuff to kind of decouple your ceiling from the first floor, that stuff costs a decent amount of money. But looking back at it, thinking about what it would have cost to have somebody do it would have just been even more extreme because it's very specialty stuff. So it took a decent amount of time, got through it, finished the room was so happy this was basically a year ago i finished it around right around valentine's day was when i finished that room and i was so excited because i finally had this room done i was able to put all my stuff in there and i put my computer in there it was very cramped it was very cramped there was way more stuff than it had any right to have because there was so much that I still needed to do. I was like, I can't leave my stuff in the main room because I'm going to go right from doing this right into the main room and start working on that. So basically, one quick side note, when I did that, once I built that room, I turned the other side of that, that half of the basement into a storage room slash utility room slash laundry room. So that's how that all panned out was really nice. I was able to get everything out of the storage space. Everything is good. We're happy. We're, we're, we're making progress. We're able to save some money because we don't have to pay for a storage space anymore. Now we get into the three major projects that were going on that were about to begin, which was replacing the floors upstairs, getting the air conditioning done, and then redoing the basement into this brand new space. Now, this was increasingly difficult for so many reasons, but to give the short note of what made it difficult was timeline for materials because we're in the middle of a pandemic, so that made it difficult. Cost of materials was insane because of a pandemic, you were talking about, you know, wood basically quadrupled in price during the time that I was working on the basement. Funny enough, shortly after I finished the room, it dropped back down, which was kind of sucky, but whatever. It's it's good that it's down. But it was it was a lot of like supply chain stuff. So it took a lot longer than I wanted it to take. Plus, I was doing everything on my own. That was the big part. The only th like the HVAC we had done by professionals i was not going to put mini split systems in and stuff like that maybe in the future i'll do something like that but i've never done it before and i wasn't going to start by doing it on my house like i'd do it on like a shed before i would do it on my house and screw it up and then have to live with the consequences of somebody of the 
and come out and fix it. So we get that done. That's all finished up. I cut out all of the radiator system, took all that out, took all the copper out, which was kind of nice. It helped kind of pay for some of the work that we were getting done. Um, but did all of that and then began the big projects, which was the upstairs floors and this main room in the basement. I couldn't start the main room in the basement until the floors upstairs were done. And the floors upstairs took forever to get here. Like I wanted to start this basement way sooner than I did. And part of the complication was the floors upstairs needed to be done because if I had to move furniture, I from doing the upstairs, I wanted a space to put it. So I still needed that finished room in the basement to move the furniture. So sure enough, floors finally come install floors. They're done. We're good. We're ready to start the basement. By this point, we're getting into the summer months. It's starting to get hot. And this is real bad for having to do work in a basement in the middle of the summer by yourself, no air conditioning. You're going to just be doing the work and sweating it out. But I'm ready. I want to get this room done. So demo begins. I start ripping out the walls. I start ripping out the ceilings. And boy, was it bad. I, I, I don't know if I should tell this on, on the podcast, but I will anyway. Part of the big issue was when I was, I, I was wearing like a, I guess it's like the painters, like coverall, covers your head and everything. I was wearing one of those while I was doing the demo because when I was working on my previous house, when I was doing the basement there, I ripped out part of the ceiling in the basement and dead mice fell on my head. Like I had a hat on, so it didn't like land on my head like directly, but I was like, all right, maybe I should wear like some protective gears so that I don't have to deal. Like if there are mice in the ceiling, they'll fall, they'll hit the coverall, whatever. I'll live with it. But in this house, I didn't find any mice. I did find one skeleton of a mouse, which was interesting because that's the first time that's happened in a house. I also found like a, uh, like a juice container that was like 40 years old. It was empty, but it was like 40 years old. I'm assuming the people who did the basement, like just while they were putting up the wall, just kind of stuffed it in the wall and let it fall. That happens more frequently than you would know. I've been on job sites where I found beer cans in walls that were like 80 years old. It was super cool. But anyway, I ripped down the ceiling. No mice, like I said, but... More mouse poop than I've ever seen in one single place ever. Like, there was enough that it felt like there was a carpet on the floor. It was disgusting. So, I have to clean all that up before I continue. And I get all that stuff out and get all the cleaning out done. But, at this point, it's like 90 degrees outside. I'm wearing this suit. I have no way, like, all my heat is building up in the suit, like... At one point, I took like one of those infrared thermometer thingies and like shot it into the suit, the one that you would use on like a like a griddle or something, and I shot it in the suit, and it was like 150 degrees in the suit. I was like, I'm lucky I'm not dead. Like, I probably lost 10 pounds just working today. <laughs> so, get all the demo done. It takes longer than I expect. 
I order the window for where the garage was going to be because I wanted to put a window there. It just makes sense. Like, why would you want to just turn it into a wall and close it? Like, you have an opportunity to have a nice open area, especially with a walkout basement, to bring in natural light in a basement is so nice to have. <clears throat> so, that was the plan. That eventually shows up, so now I'm ready to build the exterior wall. So I couldn't take out the garage door, or I didn't want to take out the garage door until I was ready to build that wall. So it was going to be a really fast one-day process, rip out the garage door, rip out everything in that area, reframe a wall for a window, put the wall in, install the wall, then install the window, then put everything, like the sheathing and everything up and Thankfully, that went off pretty much without a hitch. It was a little bit difficult. I had my brother come over for a little while to help me with installing the window because I didn't want to do it alone. And he was gracious enough to help me out with that. So that gets done. Now, now I'm starting to finally see, like, we're getting there. All the walls in the basement are framed. I, I put two by fours all the way around, even though it's a concrete foundation and I could have did it differently. I, I I framed with two by fours all the way around the room so that I could insulate all the walls to make it a little bit more, you know, a little bit more comfortable, a little bit warmer. Um, get all that done. The electrical work in the ceiling was an absolute mess. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Like, it's crazy when you, if you're in my trades or if, if you're in the trades, you could see like how far the the rules and the laws have changed for electrical work. Like everything that was down here was a failure, everything. So I'm like, I got to rework this whole thing. I'm like, but I can do it. I know ways I could do it. I can improve it and I could do it in such a way because like the way the electric was initially set up, it kind of went back and forth between the first floor and the basement. And I was like, I want to separate the two. I want the basement to be, basically a couple of breakers of its own and then the, the first floor to be its own breakers. So that way I can kind of turn off power where I need to, if I need to, and not have to worry about like half the house going out. So that's what I was able to do. It took a little bit longer than I expected because I'd never seen electric done the way it was done. So it took me a little bit longer than I was expecting it to, but thankfully I was able to figure it out. No electrician required was able to get it done. I was super pumped. I was like, man, like it, it was such a elating feeling to be able to figure that out because I'm not an electrician and that is not my main trade, but to be able to work on that for all that time, figure it out and make it happen was so cool. Like it's, it's like anything in life when you start doing something and you figure it out there, there's something so intoxicating about that feeling. And there really was, so I was really pumped, get that done, was able to get, I did the same ceiling in this room as I did in the other room because I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be streaming and stuff in this room, I want to make sure that I'm not going to be disturbing my wife if she's sleeping because this part of the basement is directly under the bedrooms. So you got to make sure that that sound's not going to be just creeping its way upstairs. The other issue that we had was that the basement was initially open. It was an open doorway from the first floor to that finished room. So I had to build a wall and put a door in that separates the basement from the first floor. Easy enough. It wasn't too big of a deal. Another big part of my project was 
I wanted to put a bathroom in the basement. Now, this is why, going back to earlier in the podcast, if you remember, go back, listen to Shovel Knight, come back here, play Shovel or no, go, go back, play Shovel Knight, then listen to our episode where we talk about Shovel Knight, which is all of them, so listen to all the episodes, then come back. Remember to get our podcast at the 7-Eleven next to the hot dogs with the ketchup. But I digress. I wanted to put a bathroom in the basement. There was a half bathroom there, so we just had the toilet and the sink. And I'm like, I want a shower. I want to put a shower down there. We have the room for it because there was a utility sink. And I'm like, if we get rid of the utility sink and put the shower where the utility sink used to be, that's enough room for the bathroom to have like a full size shower, a nice, a good size shower, like a four by a four foot by like almost three foot shower, a nice shower. So I'm like, all right, we could do it. But I had to dig up the floor like I did in my previous house. I did this in my old house too. The story there is a little bit funnier, but I'll tell that on another day. There's a lot going on here, but I had to cut through the concrete you know, run new piping and everything because then I had to run lines that were going to, now that I was getting rid of the utility sink, I needed lines that were going to let the washer drain and stuff like that. And the water heater that we bought was a heat pump water heater, which basically uses the air around it to heat the water. So it condensates, uh, it has condensation lines and that has to have somewhere to drain. So that had to be put in and all this stuff was done. You know, we got all that done. It was a little bit of a, a little bit of a pain. One of the things I did find out as I was doing it is that this house at some point must have been on a septic system before it went to public water because the way the water or the way the sewer line ran made no sense in respect to like where the street is and where the public sewer lines are. The street's in front of my house and it went towards the back of my house. So at some point there must have been a septic system and it ran over to the septic system and now it runs kind of out towards where the septic system it was and then out towards the street to hit the public. But we get all that done and now I'm like, all right, we're getting into the final parts of this basement. We're starting to get into it. I'm drywalls going up, spackling is getting done. Painting is coming soon. Finishing touches, putting in windowsills, you know, all that stuff. And I'm finally like, for a while I was getting discouraged. Like it, it felt like I'd been doing this for a really long time. It felt like it wasn't going anywhere. And now I'm starting to see the final product. Like I'm finally starting to see what I pictured in my head a year and a half ago, 18 months ago. What I pictured when I thought of my house, I'm finally starting to see it. So we get past the finish line. The room gets finished. I put the floors in, get all this stuff done. You know, I spent 12 hours one day putting in the floors down here because there was some complications with it. But all of it gets done. And I finally start moving my furniture in. I get my couch. I get my love seat. I put in all my video game consoles. I put my desk in the corner, which is where I am right now. And I finally saw it all. We're now, we are now in basically July or August of 2021. This whole thing started. 
This whole thing started in May of 2019. May of 2019, we're now in August of 2021, and I finally see the whole room. You know, I, I was so entrenched in this basement when I was working on it that I almost didn't make my wife's birthday. My wife's birthday is the end of August and her grandmother's birthday is the day after hers. So we always go, her grandmother lives down the shore and we always go down and we do the birthday dinners, you know, and I almost missed it because I was so focused on getting this base done, but we were able to make it work, get it done. And I was so happy. I was so happy when this was finished. I finished it at the end of August, early September. I got all of my furniture and everything in here, like I think three to five days before I went on vacation. Like we set up a vacation because I had been working myself to the bone between work and getting this done. I was constantly going and this was my opportunity to just take a break and I got everything done right before I left. So then I, you know, it was just so nice to see it done. I come back from vacation and then I started streaming again, which basically brings us to where we are now. Now, I'm not going to try to tell the story for Pat and Alex next time they're around and we're doing a stream or we're doing a podcast. They could tell, you know, what's been going on with them in the past year and a half, two years. Both of them move, though. You know, both of them are in new places New jobs have been had by both of them, which I'm super pumped for both of them. I'm happy as all hell for both of them. They seem to be in really good places, and that's all I want for those guys, except that I want them to have the worst time ever because I don't like either of them. You know the deal. But I'll let them tell their stories. Their stories will be told on this podcast. And that is the end of this podcast, what I want to talk about. What is the Bad RNG podcast moving forward? And that has been a topic of debate between the three of us for a while. And we've been talking about it uh, privately. I've talked about it a little bit on stream, getting opinions from people who watch the streams. Again, twitch.tv slash the slowdium. You can check it out. And I wanted to change things up. We had been doing podcasts about video games, video games, video games, and all three of us love video games. Like my love of video games has not gone down in the past two years, but I have a lot of other interests. And I think just giving this opportunity for us to be ourselves entirely in, in our, in, in our entirety, not just the video game side of ourselves, but all facets of who we are we'll make a better podcast. That's why I'm doing this podcast right now by myself. Because this is part of who I am. And I don't think that I need to rehash this story for those two when they've already heard it. They know this story. They've been there. They were there for the ride. This was an exclusive for you guys. And there are going to be times where Alex and Pat have things that they have to say too about 
facets of their life that, you know, maybe they want to talk about either alone or with the group, same as I. That's what I hope to make this more of. I want to make it something you can actually hear my voice getting messed up because it's been so long since I've done this. But I want it to be something that's more authentic, more just the three of us. One of the things that people have fallen in love with on the streams of when the three of us play games together is just the three of us being ourselves. Stupid jokes, talking about whatever, doing whatever. That is really what brought the what brought us together and made us the the trio that we are now one of the things that we will also be doing is we will be you know giving each other the opportunity to either go solo like i am now maybe have a different guest like say if i wanted to do a podcast with my wife and talk about something random i could do that if Pat wanted to do a podcast with just Alex, that's fine. If I wanted to do a podcast with just Alex, that's fine. If Pat wants to do a podcast with me alone, that's fine. If they want to have guests, that's fine. If they want to do it alone, that's fine. A much more fluid version of this podcast so that in some ways that might be a little jarring to people, but in other ways, I think it's something that makes it very unique and you'll always be questioning like, what's on the next episode? What will it be about? Who will be there? It gives a bit more excitement to the whole thing. I think, at least. And that's where I hope this thing goes moving forward. There's a lot of things that I think all three of us want to achieve. And that's podcast related and away from the podcast. There's a lot of things that we all want to do. And I think by doing it this way, we're giving ourselves the opportunity to be able to do it all and maybe not experience burnout. But I wanted to come on here at, it is currently in my, in my time zone, it is 4.35 a.m. So imagine I started at 3.50. And just talk to you guys for a little bit. Say what's up. Say hello. And hopefully in roughly two weeks time, you'll hear another episode. And who knows? Maybe it's me and Pat. Maybe it's Pat and Alex. Maybe it's Pat by himself, Alex by himself. Maybe it's one of us with a guest. Who knows? Maybe it's all three of us. Maybe it's all three of us together. Maybe it's the first one we've had in quite some time where we sit down together and we just have that conversation. But that is kind of the state of affairs as to where things have been for the last basically two years. I wanted to get you caught up. Hopefully that catches you up on my end of the story. And maybe at some point, if they want to, Alex and Pat can both do their story and we'll post it so that you can kind of get all three of us telling you what happened in the past two years. Cause we all heard the story. Thank you. If you have listened to this whole thing, Whew. Bless you for sitting down and listening to me talk about my house for almost 45 minutes and all the stuff that went into it. But yeah, it was it was it was it was really nice to get back to it. It was really nice to sit here and do a podcast 
and be able to do what I enjoy. I really do enjoy doing podcasts. I really enjoy doing this whole thing. And that's why I wanted to get back to it. That's why I wanted to do this tonight. That's why I was just like, you know what? I'm pulling the trigger. Regardless of whether all three of us are here or not, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm going to make this thing happen. And maybe that'll just get the ball rolling. I figure sometimes that's what you got to do. When you can't get it, when, when sometimes you just let everything come to a halt and you just have to force it. So consider this that move. But if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to follow it. If you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple, you know, make sure to follow it. Download it if you can on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those things. We're everywhere pretty much. Follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com slash the Salonium or at the Salonium if we want to be part of 2022. Like, I'm not that old. I should. www.twitter.com forward slash the Salonium. And remember to follow me on Twitter or Twitch. See, I can't even do I can't even do this right. I can't even do like a, a sign out right. In, in the most absurd way possible. Make sure if you want to follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash the Salonium. You'll find me there. I stream occasionally. I play all different stuff. So you might find something you like. You might not. I don't know. The only one way to find out. And that is for you. Come to the channel and say hey. Thank you for listening to my 46 minute rant. Now I'm going to get out of here. And I'm going to go relax. So I hope you all have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I will catch you on the next one. See you then.